Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is this is AU4H Radio. My name is Laurieann Smith, and I'm here with my sister advocates. We've got Lee Roberts and Donna Shear. We're back, and we're glad to be back. <laughs> we were we were missing for a few weeks. We were doing uh, the uh, Facebook Watch um, videos to sort of sit with our friends on Facebook and. And you know they could ask questions and stuff. You're welcome to join us for those too. But uh, we're glad to be back, and we're doing a, a show tonight that is really important. It's February. Um, it's uh, Teen Dating, uh, Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So we're going to talk about. Uh, we have different things that we're going to talk about. I'm going to start first, and I'm just going to go through some of the Canadian statistics and what's happening up here with teen dating violence. And um, you know, there's quite a bit of awareness nowadays to you know about teen dating violence. I think in the past, you know, years back, there wasn't much out there, but now you know it's become such a uh, it's it's such a problem and it's so in the forefront of our society that there's there, there are things being done about this, and they are reaching out to you know teenagers to help them you know because so many teenagers experience. Um, violence and you know in, in dating situations so it's it's really important to get this information and if you have children you know then this will be helpful and for you or if you you know if you, if you have a lot of young children in your family this is something that you know you may not even realize that actually happens um, but it does and so it's really important to get the info and uh, we're glad to be here so grab a cup of whatever you're drinking I'm drinking coffee, <laughs> and you can just join us, get comfy, and we're all three best friends, so we're all comfortable speaking together, and you can just join us, and um, if you have any questions, type them into the um, into the uh, chat there, and we'll answer your questions. So we're glad to be here. I'm looking at a, an article. This is from prevnet.ca, and this is a Canadian website. I'm going to pop this link into the chat room here. And I just found this, just, just looking for information about what's happening in Canada. And um, that popped up and I thought I'd take a look at it. It is very interesting. So February is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, dedicated to raising awareness of teen dating violence and helping youth establish healthy relationships. So teen dating violence is aggressive, threatening and or manipulative behavior from a partner in a romantic or sexual relationship and is more prevalent in Canada than many expect. 20% of Canadian teens report being victimized by physical dating violence. Nine, that's a lot, 20% of Canadian teens. 9% report sexual violence. 35% report emotional and psychological violence. That's great. And 10 to 30% of Canadian teens report being victimized by cyber, cyber dating violence. So they said, perpetrating and being victimized by teen dating violence is related to negative short and long-term outcomes putting adolescents at risk for a wide number of physical, mental, and social health problems, including increased anxiety, depression, and suicidal suicidalness. Involvement in teen dating violence during adolescence also puts youth at risk of involvement in future relationship violence. So the issue is that most teens um, won't reach out. Like that's what I saw overall with all of the information that's out there on teen dating violence is that teens don't will not tell anybody that they're in an abusive relationship, and you know for whatever reason um, they just keep it to themselves and they're going through this, and there is help out there for you if you're if you're a teenager and you happen to be listening to this, 
you need to start looking around and get that information so that you can, you know, keep yourself safe. And I think Donna's going to share some of that information towards the end of the show. Yes. So we'll put some links and we'll attach some links actually to this show underneath in the description after it's over. And um, so be sure to look down there in the description because we'll put some links there for you. If you're a teen and you're involved in an abusive relationship, you know, with whoever your partner is, you know, or whoever you're dating, you know, friends are, you, you need to make, you need to get yourself to safety and you need to protect yourself and, and you need to, um, you know, get help, right? Tell yes. somebody, don't keep that to yourself, right? It's just so important because they did say that most teens actually, a very small few will tell anybody, you know, in their own family, like their parents or, um, you know, maybe if they're still in, in uh, you know, high school or something or whatever, or even in, in, you know, just starting college or whatever, and they're still teens, they, you know, you could tell a teacher, right? But many of them don't. And so they just suffer through this on their own. It's absolutely tragic. And it's not, a, but we see a lot of, you know, headlines and, and, and stuff in the news that come out with teens that have been, um, you know, victimized in uh, some type of relationship, dating relationship. So it is so important to, if you're a teenager and you're listening to this, or if you know somebody who's a teenager who's going through this, you need to get them some help, right? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Because it's not, it's not okay. And no one should ever be, uh, should ever feel like they have to stay in an abusive relationship, no matter what it is. Um, you deserve to be treated so much better. So if you're listening to this, you need to make sure yeah. you get out. Don't Lori, struggle. Lori, don't you think a lot of times, like they don't say anything because they're, they'd be afraid that their parents would make them either break up with the person or, you know, stay away from the person or they would get them protection. A lot mm -hmm. of kids will do anything to keep that one person. I mean, a lot of adult relationships are the same way, but yes you take two impressionable young teens that are in love or think they're in love, you know, they're going to side, they're going to protect each other. And I think a lot of times it has to do with the fact that, you know, they're really, really super afraid that, you know, Hey, my mom's not going to let me see him anymore. Or, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, my, my dad's going to, you know, forbid me from seeing, and then it leads into them like sneaking out of the house and it becomes more risky. So it's just easier for them to keep it to themselves and keep it quiet. Right. And I think there's always that thing. Um, uh, also, I think in, sometimes people in abusive relationships think that, 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 that the person that they love and they care about will change, you know, yeah. Yeah. they always kind of have that in the back of their mind that, oh, you know, he was just angry or, oh, she was just upset and, you know, they won't treat me like that again or, or they'll change and they won't do that to me anymore sort of thing. If there's always that hope that that's not going to be something that's going to be a long-term behavior issue. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? The issue is, is you know, teens are, do end up killed and murdered at the hands of, of, of their yeah. partners, um, you know, whoever they're in a relationship with. It can happen. It does happen. And so, you know, you need to protect yourself, right? So it's just so important. Mm -hmm. I know Lee's got some great information to bring out to everybody here tonight. And, uh, I'll just point to Lee. Lee is part of the deaf community, just in case people don't know. <laughs> Lee is deaf, and she is part of the deaf community. So she can speak, but she can't hear. Ah, my turn. Hey, um, you know, I love the, the theme 
that they have for um, on love is respect or that then as a theme for um, this this month's awareness for Teen Domestic Violence Awareness Month 2021 is know your worth. You know, and I really, I just really love that. I've been sitting here thinking about that. And other times you grow up and, and you don't know your worth, you don't think you're worth anything at all. Um, some kids are continually told that, you know, so learning to know their worth and learning about healthy relationships, which is so important to, you know, that we have that positive experience and that education and knowledge at a young age, because I mean, that sets the bar for the rest of your life. You know, it's also about self-empowerment. Um, there's approximately one in 10 teens. And um, I didn't realize the number was that high. Um, there's approximately one in 10 teens report being physically abused by a boyfriend or girlfriend in the past year, you know, and it's just, that blows my mind. That, that's, and it's like one in five tweens, you know, the tweens that kind of like that borderline age, you know, we're getting ready to be a teenager, but we're not quite a teenager. Um, you know, one in five tweens knows a victim of dating violence. It's, yeah. I can't fathom, you know. I I know some some situations. It's like you know we're we're seeing more and more of the dating violence. We're seeing more and more of domestic violence and violence in general, you know, because of the isolation that we've been in this past year. It's just phenomenal. So mm -hmm. you know, I, I we know the numbers are much higher, and it's. That's right. It's not just when, when you think of dating violence or even teen dating violence, you think of physical violence because you think, okay, I hit it. But there's so much more that that's included in it, the emotional, the, um, the sexual, um, the violence there, the emotional or verbal abuse. That's part of it, too. And there are nearly one and a half million, one and a half million high school students nationwide who have experienced physical abuse right. from dating partner partner. I'm sorry. Um, most of us will have some type of an experience to share. Um, it, it's like I said, it's not just physical. There are also other aspects of it. And just briefly, when I was 16, I had my first, I guess, real boyfriend. Um, and he was definitely older. He definitely older. He was older than 20. Um, oh. it's like this certain aspect, the relationship, it's like, and he was my first. So, you know, that, that, but it's when they ask you, it's like, um, if you, I want you to do this, you know, I want you to do this for me, do it because you love me. Um, don't do something, you know, that somebody's gonna, you know, that's coercion. That's coercion. It took me a long time to really understand that because it was something I didn't want to do, something I was more than uncomfortable with doing. And I did it anyway, you know, and not knowing that that's part of teen dating violence, even though I was the teen and he obviously wasn't. Um, I don't know. I didn't think about that for a long time. I, you know, recently enlightened on that. So, you know, I definitely regret 
um, feeling broken down and, and doing what I did. Um, if I could change that, I would. So it's like you know, if you love somebody, you're not gonna you're not gonna ask them repeatedly to do something, you know, and and to really stress that if you love me, you will do this. You know, that's not love, and that is, uh, that is clearly not respect. No, relationships need respect, trust, honesty, um, and there was a lot of jealousy there, and I didn't pick up on red flags. Um, there were kids out playing, uh, playing football or something. You know, we, we were, it was summer or spring, but one of the kids had a hat and it was a really nice hat. Um, and I wasn't playing in the game. So I was asked where I hold it. Cool. No problem. And it's like, if looks could kill, you know, I would have been dead in a flash because there was super jealousy. I'm like, what I'm holding, I'm holding a friend's hat. So yeah. it doesn't get destroyed, you know, and that is not love. That is not respect. That is part of an abusive relationship. And mm -hmm. I, I got into one so early on, I don't know, and didn't see the red flags or there were things that bothered me and I didn't listen to that part of my intuition. I kind of pushed it aside and, you know, don't do that. You know, anybody that's listening, if you're experiencing something like that, you know, don't don't push your intuition aside. Listen to your gut. Yeah. Put to yourself, you know, and you'll be happy. You'll be a lot happier. Um, I'll talk about teen dating violence in, in the deaf community. It's really hard, um, even more difficult for those who are deaf because they're not the resources. Um, there's a lot of resources that are not available um, that hearing have. And there's a, there are four factors that I'm going to share with you here. You know, they, there are who can find it? Sorry about that. Thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> I had the spot I did. You know, um, Okay, and quite honestly, um, somehow I've misplaced what I had. That's a little embarrassing. Um, but the fact is with the deaf community, I can, I can share that, is that, you know, both partners not need deaf, but if, it, if it's a woman being abused and the husband is hearing and the woman is deaf, I mean, he can... Yeah, I'm at a loss for words here. Um, you know... There's a lot of intimidation that happens. Yes. They'll get up, you know, they can get right up in your face um, uh, and essentially hold the person's hands, hold the deaf person's hands. And that's like putting your hand over somebody's mouth so they can't speak. Right. Um, there's, there's so many different um, challenges that are presented in, in the deaf community. And, Yes. And I, I'm dealing with a migraine and my train sort of jumped the track here for a moment. So, yes, it's embarrassing, but it is what it is. Um, so I want to let one of you ladies take over. For yeah. You bet. yeah. <laughs> uh, Lori, I think what she was a lot that she was trying to explain is, it, you know, it's bad enough, like, 
if you are out in the world and you can't hear. And, you know, I have vision problems. So I always use that as my example. Um, you know, without my glasses, I have a really hard time seeing. I'm either in glasses or contacts all the time. And it's like, it's really hard walking through life, like when you can't see, but just imagine not being able to hear as well, you know, and a lot of these people, they're out there and, um, you know, they have, they have no voice and, you know, they're looking for this person to love and protect them. And this person's not loving and protect them. You know, they're, they're putting them in danger. They're making them feel insecure and uncomfortable and hurtful. So, you know, I can totally understand, you know, what she's saying. Um, with Lee being deaf, you and I are both, um, we're taking the classes. We're learning a lot with the sign language, but, um, you know, we're learning, we're starting to learn a lot to the fact that um, just by grabbing a deaf person's hands and holding them and restraining them, that is like covering their mouth, you know, like you're taking right, their voice. speak with their hands, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of people don't understand that and they don't, they don't get that. So, you know, I, I can understand where she's coming from. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, there are more, like nowadays, in today's world, 2021, there are more resources for the, the deaf community and the deaf and hard, hard of hearing community. Oh, yeah. but, but, you know, it's come a long way from where it was. But still, in saying that, there's still a lot of work to do. And yeah. it's, um, you know, I think that many times they feel isolated, the deaf community. Yes. Um, and sometimes those resources just are not available for them. What, whereas somebody in, in the hearing community has access to so, so much material. Oh, yeah. For instance, if, if there isn't, um, um, you know, closed captioning on certain videos, you know, then they can't, they can't, they can't get anything from it. Yeah. You know? Yes. So unless it's in writing or, you know, they can get it that way or through the, the TT, what is that? The, telephone relay type thing yes um you know stuff like that then they miss out on a lot of information it's hard for them to get um things done with uh, government agencies even government agencies have come a long way in their you know making things available for the deaf community but still there's a lot of work to be done and so i like um that lee was gonna leave and brought touched on that yeah yes. so important um, because you experienced dating violence too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Lou and I were kind of discussing a case today um, from one of my trips up north. Um, I kind of wanted to share a little bit about that because I wanted to show how media and culture plays into teen dating violence. A lot of teens, they grow up seeing things on TV or they see movies, they see videos, they hear these songs, and they're very. Um, intrigued i will say but they also um they kind of think like it's reality and the truth is what you see on tv is not reality what you hear in the music you know the songs the videos that is no way no how reality but we have to remember there's a lot of people out there that can't separate you know fantasy from <laughs> you know reality and we deal with yeah. a lot of people every day but you and i were talking today about my dear friend jacko swiss and he's gone to be with the angels now but um he woke up i woke up this morning and he was on my mind two mornings in a row and i thought okay 
I was really debating what to talk about tonight on tonight's show. So I thought it was kind of like a sign from him saying, tell about the experience that you you had. And you and I touched on that a little bit today. But um, I can remember that so well because um, we were called up north for a hearing sentencing as well as a, a peaceful protest. Um, the judge in the case, he was very lenient with abusers of any kind, you know, and we went up and we did a peaceful protest, hoping that he would give this person the maximum sentence allowable, you know, by law to be punished, serve time in jail. And, you know, everyone was so sure that he was going to give this person a slap on the wrist because he, he had a history of giving people a slap on the wrist and they would get away with horrible things they've done to children. So peaceful protest went great. We go in for the, the hearing and the sentencing and he's in there and he's talking and he's saying about how, you know, like his childhood and his teen years really was an impression on him and how it shaped and molded the person he had become. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him talk and he's kind of like blaming society for the fact that, you know, he's been molesting this young girl for the last eight years. And it's like, no, that's not an excuse. And, you know, and he's there in, in his testimony, he's saying and he's telling, you know, the judge and that he acted out like this because, well, this is what I've seen on TV or this is what I've seen in the, in the movies or, you know, I'm hearing these these people who are singing the songs and they're saying about smacking someone or, you know, beating up their girlfriend or killing their girlfriend. And, you know, again, people cannot separate, you know, reality from, san you know, fantasy. So he's going on and he's saying his piece, you know, and everything. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm taking it all in and I'm thinking, I pray to God that this judge just, you know, gives him the max. This is crap. Well, at the end, when he was finally sentenced, um, he, he said to, you know, I accept the punishment that I'm about to receive. And I know I'm going to spend the next 25 plus years in prison. And he goes, but I refuse to take responsibility for the fact as to what I've done. He goes, it wasn't totally my fault. And the judge kind of is like looking at him, just shaking his head. And, you know, we're all sitting there like on the edge of our seats, just waiting to hear what he had to say, because I want to know why you blame everybody else for what you just did. And, he, you know, and he basically said, he says, you can't turn on TV. You can't go to the movies. You can't listen to a song on the radio or it is promoting violence of, of many kinds, you know? And it's like, I, I understand what he's saying, but at the same sense, again, you have to have common sense and you have to know things are, you know, it's not appropriate. I mean, you just know certain things are not appropriate behavior. But after the hearing, we get in the SUV and we're headed back to the hotel. Well, everybody's on their phones and, you know, um, I happen to uh, turn on the radio and as we're driving um it was telling a story about um and it was the headline of the day everybody was talking about it all the news outlets that this i believe it was a football player he had punched his girlfriend and he knocked her out cold in an elevator and there was five people in his entourage and they just basically stood around and watched nobody helped her nobody did anything they kind of just pulled, you know pulled her aside and um you know, they're sitting there and they're saying, do not buy this person's merchandise, you know, don't buy his, his sneakers and his jerseys and, you know, and punish him, do to him what he did to this girl. They no more got the words out of their, their mouth. And all of a sudden it was, oh, and by the way, today, this artist from, you know, he just released this album and you got to check it out. 
and they're saying about the songs on it. And it's like, wait a minute, you're sitting here and you're promoting him. And in his music, he's talking about domestic violence and he's talking about abusing women and calling women horrible names and, and killing women. And we're going to punish this football player and not buy his stuff and not support him, but we're going to support this hometown artist because, you know, it's, it's just acceptable because he's hometown. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you cannot do this. That's a double standard. So of course, back in my journalistic days, I, <laughs> I, um, I was writing for the examiner at the time and it just, it got under my skin. So I wrote this article and I was frustrated. And after I wrote it, I even thought, you know, you really shouldn't have called this, this media news outlet out, you know, you should have just kind of let it go. But I was so upset because it's like, you're making excuses for this guy and what he does and the way he talks about and the way he treats women. But on the other hand, you know, we're supposed to throw this guy under the bus because he just did the unthinkable. To me, that was not fair. How can, how can that be equal? You know, it, it, it can't be. So mm -hmm. I, I write this article and um, it, it just kind of like took off. It was going everywhere. I was going viral as they say. And um, I started getting like all these different tweets from these different people that was part of this news source. And they were basically saying, I know what you're doing. I know what you're trying to start. And, you know, and, and I wasn't doing it to start anything with this, uh, this, this news station radio station. I, I really wasn't, I was trying to make a, a valid point, but they couldn't get the point across. And Finally, after, you know, talking with several of them and explaining to them, you tell me how it's right for either of those men to hit a woman or say they hit a woman. How, how is that okay? And it took some time, but then they started, they started coming around and I kind of explained to them, look like, okay, I was at this protest this morning and the pouring down rain all day. And then we went into this hearing and this guy just basically told, told the whole courtroom that, you know, he did this to this child because this is what he was taught through the media, through music and TV and movies and you name it. And I said, maybe I was a little bit, you know, maybe I was a little bit upset. Maybe I shouldn't have took it as serious as I did. But it's like, we can't say that it's okay for one person and make excuses and, and not the other. Everyone has to be held accountable for what they do. And like I said, these these kids, yeah. they are very impressionable. And what they see and what they hear, Lori, you know, they carry in their own lives. And mm -hmm. people can say, oh, no, they don't. But look at kids today. They dress like the people do on TV, whether it's an artist or a rapper or an entertainer, an actor. These kids mimic yeah. what they see and they mimic sure. what they hear. And it's like, I think that to a point you know, people are partly responsible if they're putting out the message that it's okay to smack a bitch or call women hoes that, you know, they're partly responsible for the problem. And you can't say that you, you know, you're, you are one of those people that you go around, you, you beat up women and then you say about it in your music and it's okay. We're supposed to overlook it because, you know, at the end you laugh and you say, ha ha ha, you know, Oh, I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. But then in the next song, you're taking right over where you left off. You're picking right up and you're saying it again, you know, about mm -hmm. using women or calling women names. And it's like, when do we as a society say enough's enough, you know, like, and we hold people that are accountable, accountable, but we also say to people, you're part of the problem. And it, 
And yeah. like I said, I was, I was very upset that day. It was a bad day. It was, like I said, this, this person worrying, we're in there listening to him for hours say, you know, how society did him wrong. And on one hand, he's supposed to know the difference because come on, you and I both know that it's not okay to uh, sexually assault children. I mean, that's just a given. I, I don't think that there's, right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that people really have to be taught that it's just kind of like a moral value that's brought up in you. But again, people don't have that. There, there's a lot of people I meet that don't have any morals. They have no, no values, like anything goes. But I do think that, like I said, that these people, they have such a platform. So instead of using this platform to say about smacking women or calling women names or, and, I, and I'm not saying that women don't abuse men. They do. You know, I mean, we don't hear about it as much because a lot of men are embarrassed, but you know, why don't they take this platform? One word, one word, one post, one comment can change the way things are. They could do things for the better, but they won't. And I know like yeah. they have images they have to upkeep because um, you as a, you as a uh, radio host, you know, uh, you as an author, um, you know, you say a lot of things and you do a lot of things that a lot of people don't agree with. I mean, myself, I have, I've always said my piece. I've always been said that, you know, um, I'm controversial. I say things that other people won't say. And it's like, you say that about me and to a point you are correct. I will say things that other people won't say, but I'm telling the truth. You know, every word I say about the way people treat children or abuse children, um, it, it's it's the truth. And you can take my words and you can twist them and you can say that I'm this bad person. But at the end of the day, truth is truth. And what I say is the truth when it comes to people that uh, that abuse, exploit and sexually assault children. You know, no child deserves that. No child, you know, I'm no child deserves to be abused. No person deserves to be abused. And like I said, they have these platforms that they can really make a difference and they can influence these young kids to see things in a different way. You don't have to buy my sneakers or my shirt mm -hmm. or my CD for me or download for, you know, for you, them to support me or for me to show them who I am or to teach them the kind of man or they want to be you know, let's do something positive. Let's show these kids, you know, that there are men out there that they can look up to. And yeah, music's great. I, I love music. I love all kinds of music. But, you know, when you have people that have such a platform that they can make such a difference, just like I said, in, in one post, they could change a lot of things and, and, and they won't. And like I said, these young teen boys are impressionable. They see a video of a guy smacking a woman or throwing her in the trunk of a car and driving off and driving over a cliff. What do you think is, is going through their minds? You know, or you see a movie even um, to the point where drug use, you know, and all of these movies we watch, we know drugs are a horrible, horrible thing. But I mean, a lot of these yeah. actors and actresses they use drugs. They use drugs in movies. And and again, I know movies are fake. I know. But there's a lot of people that cannot define the difference. And you know that. I mean, we get a lot of people that like they think like, you know, Harry Potter is really real, you know, and it's like, come on, you know, you got to know the difference between fiction and reality, fantasy and reality. A lot of these people don't. So it's like, 
the only way that we can really show people is to have these people that have such an influence, make a difference, talk with these kids, come out. And I mean, I know not everybody's out there to be a role model. I, I'm not saying everybody has to be, but you also don't, you don't have to let the younger generation that's, that's going to be the future of this country one day think that it's okay to abuse people. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's just not okay. And like I said, I took a lot of bad, you know, backlash off of this article, um, but I did get a lot of support off of it. I did feel really bad, though, because there was one host and I really looked up to him. I really liked him. Every time I was in that area, I would listen to that station in the morning just so I could hear the morning show. And he wrote me and he said, um, you know, if you would have just identified yourself as a journalist, I would have really told you what I thought. And I'm like, I get that, but I have wrote your station before multiple times. My company has contacted your station. My organization has, and we have never had a response back. I know I was having a bad day, but I swear on everything. It was not like intentional. It was just the fact that like, I was so upset because it's like, no one wants to see the fact that, you know, it's okay that he just knocked her, you know, like he just threw her over a bridge because he's, he's a singer from your area, you know, but this guy, he just knocked her out, but you know, let's just throw him under the bus. And I, I don't think I got that for a long time. And it took many, many months. And finally I got, I got an email from him and he's like, Hey, we're good. You know, he's like, don't let that bother you. I, you know, he goes, it took me a long time and I was mad at you. He said, but I actually see what you're, you know, what you're saying. And he said, it took me a while. And it does because a lot of us, it takes time for a lot of us to really, you know, see the big picture. So, yeah. And especially with stuff like that, because so many times we, uh, the, you know, we as a society think that that stuff is just, it's, oh, it's just entertainment, you know, yeah. whether it's a movie or whether it's music or whatever it is. And they think, oh, it's just entertainment. It doesn't mean anything. But, you know, they, they're not taking into the fact that, that young people, watch that stuff and emulate it yes. they will they because if they think it's cool and their peers think it's cool exactly then, that, then that's what they're going to do they take that on as their behavior no matter exactly. what it is if it's violence then it's violence if it's violence against their against women it's violence against women you know it's um or their you know their girlfriends or whatever or you know um drug use is another big issue it's, you know they emulate that stuff and yes these you're right i mean media like you said, not everybody wants to be a role model, but that's that's the shame, and that's what's wrong. That's when you think about it. That's what's wrong with our society. It's a sick society. I mean, if, yeah. if if people just take five, ten minutes a day and actually pay attention to the headlines that are out there around the country, and you know, I'm not just talking the United States. I mean, Canada, all over the world, really, and just check out the headlines of what's actually happening out there. You will see how sick our society really is, and a lot of it, yeah. You know, a, a lot of people, um, like we said last week, you know, abuse is ugly. They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. And and I get that. I, too, don't want to see it. And I, too, don't want to hear it. But the reality is, is it happens every day. And it affects children more than anyone. But like I said, it, it's not okay for us to think that, you know, the people that's going to be running our, our country in the future are, you know, they, that they're seeing this and they're thinking it's okay. Look how look at look at our laws. All our laws do not protect children. They do not. Mm -hmm. 
you know, protect the victim. The abuser always, it just seems like always has more rights than the victim. And that's, that's yeah. not fair, you know, and it's like, okay, so let's teach the people of tomorrow that's going to be running this country, the teens that, you know, it's, it's, it's not okay to be violent or threaten your girlfriend or sexually assault her or, you know, um, it's just, I don't know. I, I think we talk about it so much and we have talked about it for the last 15 years on a daily basis that, you know, it's like, we know it, but other people don't know it. And sometimes I actually get sick of talking about it because it's like more times I have to say this, you know, it's like, is, is anyone really listening? But we get a lot of good feedback and we do get a lot of, you know, a lot of support and a lot of people that do, but it's like some of the yeah. ones really make an impact and make a difference won't. And we said earlier today, Kevin Bacon, I look up to him so much because he is one that he don't care what you think of him. You know, he's going to do what he feels is right. And, and I respect that. Absolutely. Yeah. He just, he's, he's, um, his integrity is, is intact. Like yes. he, yes. he's not, it's not just all about, you know, oh, I'm a famous star, so I don't have to care about anything. You know, he's he's into helping all sorts of, of, of different, you know, groups of people, uh, including stopping child abuse and all sorts of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that's awesome when a, when a celebrity like that doesn't, you know, gets rid of the ego. Yes. And says, you know, let's let's start caring. Let's start making a difference. And uh, I think that's awesome. There's a lot of good voices out there, but like I said, a lot of times um, the ones that really are, you know, are influencing people between the movies and the music, they could, they could make a difference. Like I said, they could, they could make one post or make one comment or, you know, I mean, they could, they could really change the way people look at things and, and I'm just, yeah. I'm at a loss actually, they, they won't. We actually need more of that in the media. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, instead of movies and, and, and uh, songs about violence against anyone, whether it's a woman or, you know, a guy or whatever, we need songs that actually say the opposite. Yes. We need movies that actually promote nonviolence and, not, and, 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 and stopping abuses of all types. Mm -hmm. You know, but the, the the media knows that violence sells. Like they say, sex sells, violence sells, drug sells, abuse sells. I mean, it's just sick. About it. And the thing is, is the only reason it does is because it's being shoved down everybody's throat, and long enough for each generation to think that that's just fine. You know, the stuff that we that we see on TV today. Years ago, like in the '40s, they would have not allowed on the television. Mm -hmm. They would have banned. Them. Right in the 40s and 50s, it would have been banned because it's not appropriate. It's not okay. But that's our world today. Yeah, violence, murder, um, you know, abuse of all types of abuses. I mean, against children, against adults, doesn't matter. Um, you know, and this is where our society is today. We're a sick, sick, and sick world. And you know, that's we're just talking. About, yeah, just talking about North America. You know, we, we've got serious problems over here. Yeah, and if people like us don't start speaking up about this stuff and don't start, you know, getting involved, it's not going to change. Right? No, no, no. Unless people really, you know, start speaking out and start standing their ground, 
it, it, it's never going to change. It's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's just, it's a, it's just a snowball effect. You see what's happened in the last, I don't know, let's say, cause you know, I'm older now <laughs> and uh, we're all getting a little older and um, it's, you think about just even since the the seventies, the stuff that I was seeing on TV in the seventies, which was so much more milder than the stuff that I'm seeing on the TV today. Oh yeah. And children are at home watching TV. They're watching this stuff, you know. So they they're they're watching you know, you know, all this violence and horrible stuff, and they're soaking it in. Then they see that the world's like that. Their world is like that. They see it on their playgrounds. They see it in their own homes. Um, they see it down you know down the block. Uh, you know, that becomes their world. That yes. becomes the way that they think. That's, you know, we need we need to change this. We as a population, as the world, you know, it's just not okay, right? But the world says, oh, but it's just entertainment. Well, it's like, no, no, it's I, really not. Well, a lot of people say, you know, like these artists or these um, actors, you know, it's, it's, crea it's creativity. You should know that you're a writer. I... I do. I understand that everyone has a creative side. I love to write. I love the paint. I love photography. But there has to be like a hard line that we draw in the sand that says this is right and this is wrong. <laughs> you know, That's right. <laughs> like I said, we say this time and time and time again. And it's like a lot of people, they, they don't want to see it. They don't want to acknowledge it. They don't want to admit it. You know, we had a a case locally and I actually a few years ago I wrote um it was it's a, a series of teen books and it's about um teen domestic violence you know teen dating violence and we did it to the effect of journals from the boys point of view and the girls point of view and being the fact that we're from a small town um I said the book was fiction but it was really based on a true story and in small towns people I mean as much as I love it here, people can be very judgmental, <laughs> you know, and if the, if anyone here would know who the book was actually about, those people would be judged or harassed or people would find a problem with them. But the true fact was, is it showed the side of what the girl was feeling, but it also showed the side of the rage that the boy had from what he was seeing at home from his father, you know, mm -hmm. that's all he ever knew. And after he actually attend counseling, um, we learned that, you know, it was generational. This went back mm -hmm. for generations that, you know, the males saw violence in the home. So that was how, you know, they went on to treat their, you know, their, you know, their girlfriends, their wives. But um, I think the best part of that series was um, the boy and the girl. They both got help, the help they needed. You know, and it, it broke the cycle and they actually, he went to counseling, she went to counseling later and it actually worked out. They're married now. They have children, you know, and, and it's like, you know, a lot of people, they don't like counseling. They don't believe in counseling, but I'm one of those people, if it works, it's, it's not going to hurt to try it, you know, and come right. on. I, li I like to talk. If, if I'm having a bad day, I'm calling you and I'm telling you about it. You know, if something's going on, I, Again, I'm having a bad day. I'm calling Lee. I'm telling her about it, you know, and it's like, you know, everyone needs someone to talk to once in a while so that really there's nothing right. wrong with counseling. But, um, 
you know, and I just thought that it was so great that both of them, you know, they both went to separate counseling, but then they also did couples counseling. And at, at the end, like I said, they're, they're now married, they have children, but it was like, this, this has gone back for generations that, you know, yeah. people down the line have thought that it was okay to treat women like that. And it's like, everyone that we had talked to at that time said, oh, that went on with that family for years, you know, when we were doing the book, um, that was within that family for years, their great, great grandfather, he was, and it's like, people knew it, but people wouldn't ever say anything. And it's like, when it's even in your own family, you have an obligation to speak up and, and say something. I mean, I think you do. I, I could be wrong, but that that's my opinion. But I many am very excited. <laughs> well, that's just that many times people, um, if it's a if it's a generational, you know, uh, abuse issue within a family, um, they grow up. They don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. You know, if 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 grandpa or great grandpa, you know, let's just say we're just using this for example, um, abused grand great grandma, and then their boys you know, in turn did the same thing. And then grandpa, the son abused grandma. <laughs> Though, then, and their children all learned from that. Um, even the grandchildren would grow up thinking that that's life. That's the way it is. Yeah. Um, even though they probably heard somewhere from somebody in the past, whether it be at school situation, you know, or whatever, see stuff online that abuse is not okay it's so ingrained in them that that's just, that's what they do, you know, and until they, if they don't, don't get help with it, it's a real problem because they're going to continue that on. And it's a, you know, it's unfortunate because a lot of it is that it's just learned behavior yeah. and, you know, abuse. That's why we're, that's why we, the three of us, we and you and myself and other advocates out here like us keep talking about this stuff um, because it's so important. Um, you know, there's there's no excuse for abuse ever. No, never. There's no excuse for it. No one deserves to be abused. No, no adult, no teenager, no child. You know, no man, no woman. No one should ever be abused, right? It's a choice. I mean, just choose to do what they're doing. Right? No one has to abuse anybody. Yeah. Yeah. These kids out there already have it hard enough. You know the world we live in today is all about what you look like, you know, and, and what you do and what you have. And there's a lot of kids that, okay, they don't have the look, you know, they don't have the money for the clothes or the shoes or whatever. And, you yeah. know, a lot of them are struggling just trying to fit in. And then you take the pressures of fitting in and, you know, trying to get good grades and trying to sometimes better yourself. But then yeah. you know, you're, you're thinking, Oh my God, you know, the, the football star would never date me. And then when he does take interest in you and he's, and he starts dating you and he's abusive, you don't want to say anything. Cause you're thinking, wow, you know, like people's finally treating me the way I feel like I deserve to be treated. And, you know, I feel really good about myself, but then behind mm -hmm. closed doors, you know, like he's being abusive or he's, um, you know, he's saying things that make her feel, you know, horrible inside. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, they'll, they will make threats, you know, or they humiliate their, the person and life's hard enough. Why do we have to add more pressure? You know? Yeah. 
and especially for young people, um, you know, as adults, um, you know, a, you know, a lot of adults learn, you know, that there's avenues that you can get help, but young people quite often don't know that they yeah. don't even realize they need to get help. Um, a lot of times, you know, they're afraid they they're actually afraid to get help because they're afraid of, of they just don't trust the situation. And so they just stay in those abusive relationships, you know, and some people in adult in their adult lives as well. But um, it's just so tragic, right? Because if you're like you're saying, if you're a young teen and you're listening to this, if, if you're, you know, if you're a teen, you do not let anybody abuse you ever because you don't deserve that. No one does. And, you know, we all as human beings on this planet deserve to be treated with respect with dignity, you know, we have the right to, you know, a, a, a good life. We really do. We should not be allowing people to abuse us. And it's like, if someone is abusing you, you need to, you know, get help, right? Yes. And, you know, reach out to somebody. And if you don't have a parent that, you know, that's around or that, that cares or whatever, or is abusive as well, then, you know, you need to talk to a teacher, you need to talk to a counselor, um, somebody in your life, you know, yeah. a, team, a team talk line, there are those out there too. And I know Donna, you're going to go through some of the resources and stuff here too, um, you know, for teens that are experiencing this, but it's just so important because, you know, you see in the media, um, you know, people, teens want to be cool. I was there. I was, I was one of those, teens, you know. I was there. I think a lot of teens do, do end up that way. I had friends that actually didn't go that route and they went right from high school into university and or college and then university and they went on with their lives to be teachers and stuff. They they really didn't struggle with, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol, partying, this type of stuff. But I was one of those teens on the street, you know, having a good time looking for drugs and looking for trouble. And it's like, you know, don't 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 seek that out. That's not okay. And just to look cool or to fit in or to be cool, that's not cool. No. <laughs> There's no. nothing cool about it. You know, you end up getting hurt or you can end up losing your life. And it's not worth it just to no. so think that you're cool. Um, and a lot of times I think people will stay in abusive relationships because there is that element to it that, that oh, they're cool, they're tough, they can handle it, you know. And it, it's, it's not okay. No one should ever be treating anybody no. like that. No. So, of these, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll be doing a show on bullying here at some point. But um, the issue is, is like, don't be bullied into being a, a, a victim of abuse, you know? Yeah. Uh, because you don't deserve that. So, if you're listening and you're a teenager, you need to get help if yes. you were being abused in any way or bullied in any way. Um, Lori, the Rape and Crisis Center, they are open 24 hours a day. They have a hotline and they also have a text service, like a chat for support. And um, if it's a, whether it's a parent or a teen itself having issues, you can get on there and you can talk privately. Um, your information will not be shared. They're very strict with their private, you know, their policy, privacy policies. And um, you know, they can get on and they can share and they can get them the resources they need or they can get them the help they need. And and sometimes, like I said, it's just really super good just to, 
you know, have someone to talk to, have someone just to sit there and listen. I know myself, if, like I said, if I'm having a really bad day and I talk to you, I get done a hundred and ten percent better, you know, and sometimes you just need someone to talk to, or you just need someone to listen. And we, we all need that. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's right. It's nice. It's good to have somebody to listen that actually cares about what you're going through and will, you know, try to help you get through whatever it is you're going through. Right. Well, life's busy these days. I mean, life is really busy. And like I said, you, you take a, a, a teen and they're going to school and they're trying to make the grade. They're trying to do after school activities. You know, they're preparing for college. They don't know what's out there next for them. You know, a lot of them won't go to college. A lot of them will get married and settle down. A lot of them will be stuck with whatever that basically whatever's left. You know, a, a lot of them, they don't have the opportunity to go to college. So marriage may be their only option or, you know, and these, these young people, whether you're male or female, you got to know that, you know, someone disrespecting you is not okay. Someone humiliating you is not okay. Someone or sexually assaulting you is not okay. You don't deserve that. You never deserve that. And like I said, okay. a lot of them, you know, they, 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 they don't know what the future holds. Even myself, when I was that age, I graduated early. I graduated 17 years old. I had no idea what my future was. I've had people say to me, oh, have you ever had a bad day in your whole life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> more days <laughs> you know, and, you. <laughs> you know and but but it's it's part of life no nobody's perfect everybody makes mistakes everybody has good days bad days you know there, there's no shame in talking to someone or needing to talk to someone there's no shame in needing to get away or take a vacation um you know i know myself um i you know i I love advocating, but there's times like, I just got to be like, okay, you know, I need a couple of weeks to myself. I need some downtime because yeah. you get wore out, you get tired, yeah. you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I know no. I have, I have friends in my life that, you know, like, I, I always say I have friends for different needs, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like, like I said, if I'm having a really bad day or something comes up family wise or whatever, but then like, you know, I, I have them friends where, okay, we're just going to go see a movie or we're going to go out and have dinner. You know, maybe we're going to go out and have a few drinks just, just to relax and unwind. And um, everybody needs that, you know, life's complicated, mm -hmm. life's hard. And the world we live in today is really hard. So I, I, yeah. I think it's best that, you know, we all have someone to trust in, confide in, and no one wants to embarrass himself. No one wants to give out your dirty little secrets, so to speak. But we, no one has a perfect life. You know, I get on social media and I look at all these pictures of these people, you know, and it's like, okay, they're living the perfect life. They don't have a blemish. They never have a bad hair day. And I'm over here looking like this, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how they wake up looking glamorous and I'm just, you know, <laughs> but, but, uh, it's just a fact that, you know, we're all human and life is not perfect. And if you need time, you take time. If you need someone to talk to, you know, talk to someone. Um, Advocates right. for Humanity, we have a text and we have a chat service. Um, we have um, the phone number. Um, a lot of people refer to it as the hotline, but it's actually our office number. Um, 
you know, if you if you just need to talk to someone or you need to get away, whether you're an adult or a teen, if you're having a problem with domestic violence or teen dating violence, you know, we're always there. We have many, many volunteers that, you know, have an ear to listen. Um, that's the biggest thing. A lot of people just need someone to listen to them talk, you know, work through their problems. And if, if yeah. you're having a bad day and you're talking to someone and you're telling them your problems, by the time that you're done talking, you kind of feel better. And you might not have all the answers, but that person helps you get the answers you need to an extent. So I highly suggest, you know, talking to someone or count counseling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just reach out, you know, reach out, if you, you know, to somebody and don't don't allow yourself to be abused or to suffer through this stuff on your own. You know, everybody needs a friend. And sometimes we don't have a close friend, maybe, you know, to talk to. But that's when you need to reach out to to other you know groups that are out there because there are people like us just sitting around who know how hard it is because we've been there and you know want to help. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. Most of it's volunteer; they're not getting paid. Some of those um, chat lines, you know, those 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 helplines, they do pay them, but it's not very much. It's actually not even worth the money for no. the type of job it is. They don't make very much. It's like minimum wage. Most of them are volunteer, and some some are paid, but it's not like they're making big bucks to sit there and, you know, do this. They, it's because they care. That's why they do it. Ours, so. ours are all volunteer. All of our yeah. advocates are ambassadors. They're volunteer. They help people because they want to help people. They have a heart, you know, and they believe they have a voice and everyone has a voice. And I believe everyone deserves to be heard. That's right. You know, and they do it for the fact that they truly want to make a difference. Um, I think Lee has something she'd like to add. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> what I shared with everyone um, earlier was something that I've never shared with anybody. Um, it's taken that long for me to share. Um, I urge you, if you are experiencing teen dating violence, then please, please reach out to somebody that you trust and share with them. And if somebody comes to you and tells you, you know, hey, um, this is something that, that's made me uncomfortable or he's hit me or, you know, I, I think I'm in a, in an abusive relationship. You know, if your friend comes to you and, and shares that with you, be, be a good listener, just listen, don't judge, um, support them. And, you know, it's just, it's something I wish that I would had been able to speak about a long time ago. Um, that kind of took my, I took myself by surprise. But, <laughs> Um, there was never a need to really share it, apparently, in the past. And um, somebody out there needs to know that this happens. And, right. you know, you're not alone. And it's not just, it's not just um, you know, males on females. They're females. Girls, girls can be just bad. And they can be brutal. <laughs> yes, they can. Absolutely brutal. So oh, yeah. if you're a guy experiencing an abusive relationship, controlling, um, you know, if you've got, if your partner has their hand around the back of your neck, a little too snug when you're walking by, you know, somebody they don't want you to look at, you know, or you're a girl and, you know, you just happen to look. I mean, I've seen that happen and, and I cringe because I see this happen in stores and it's like they, 
that group gets a little bit tighter. Um, you can't have friends. No, you know, you can't talk to any other boy except me, or you can't talk to any other girl except me. Um, mm -hmm. It does happen to, to young men also. So please know um, there is support out there. There is help. And for the minority groups, including, you know, the deaf community, the, um, the indigenous peoples, and for um, the LGBTQ community, there are specialized resources out there, um, including for the LGBTQ youth. There is the Trevor Project. They are an amazing organization and they're there to support you. Um, so thank you for, for bearing with me and um, thank you for bearing with me with the little train off the tracks earlier in losing thought um, because we do promise to keep it real. <laughs> Um, yes, I do. So I share. Yes, I deal with chronic migraines, and I believe we'll right. we'll be doing a show about you know living well with you know with chronic health uh, in the future. Um, so, thank you, everybody, and you have a good night and stay safe. Lori, it is very hard when you're when you're trying to share like your experiences and you're talking about something personal. It, it is, it is very hard. I know even myself, like there's different times, like I'll be sharing something and um, it just, it'll like touch me and I'll kind of get lost for words, you know? And I'm always thinking, you know, what's, what's people thinking? Like you're on the show and yet, you know, you're not talking or you're forgetting what you're saying, but when it affects you or someone you love, it's, it's hard. And I can see where she was coming from, why she was lost for words. You know, when you share something for the first time with, with a, an audience, it, it, it's tough. <laughs> it's really tough. It I know we, we try to share and I know we try to like keep names confidential or situations. And it's really hard because I'm kind of just used to saying it the way it is, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, on different formats, we have to be really cautious as to what we say and how we say it. So, mm -hmm. you know, I said, sometimes we are going to get lost for words or we're not going to give the whole experience. But, you know, I hope everyone just bears with us and understands that, that you know, it, it's, yeah. it happens to you. It's going to happen to us. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, and like this is not a scripted show that and that's why well, we're doing this because we're three advocates. Um, you know, we've like I said, you know, we're best friends. We've been advocating together for a long, long time. So we're just speaking from our knowledge base mainly and a few websites, you know, but we've seen a lot and, you know, and experienced a lot ourselves in our own personal lives, as well as because we've been advocating for so long together, have, mm -hmm. you know, talked to so many people and seen so much. Um, and we know that the, the need is great out there. People need help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our, like our channel's new. So if you haven't done it yet, you need to smash that like button. <laughs> Smash that, like button. Yeah, smash that like button and you need to subscribe and um, tune in you know we'll be here um if we aren't going to be here actually you need to connect with us on facebook as well we have au4h radio on facebook it's our facebook page and this is all part of advocates united for humanity it's a 501 uh, c3 not-for-profit so we're all volunteers we just do this because we care that's why we do this yes because we care and we know the need is great. This world is a horrible place. And I mean, there's, you know, it's good. There's always good stuff too. So we don't always just concentrate on the bad stuff, but we know yeah. that there's so many people out there that are hurting. So many people tonight are going to lose their lives. So many children tonight are going to lose their lives. And we want people to protect themselves. We want people to get away from the abuse, 
have a good life, you know, and get help. So this is why, I mean, we kind of do focus a lot on this stuff because it's just so important, right? So, uh, yeah, what a great show. Very, very awesome. It was. And it's always such a pleasure to be here with my three, well, the three, the three amigos. <laughs> three amigos. <laughs> I, and, uh, I love doing the shows. Um, you and I have both, and Lee too, have had scripted radio where we basically – we're reading just about everything we're saying and we give a few opinions and mm -hmm. this is kind of new and this is kind of really different because, you know, I mean, it's easier to read it than it is to, you know, just go off the top of your head. You know, there's some things that we specialize in and there's other things we don't. And it's funny because during some shows, it's like, I think, oh, wow, I had such a great show tonight. Other shows I come off and I'm like, wow, I wish I would have been, <laughs> you know, more alert or I researched more, or I studied more. But, you know, we yeah. promise to keep it real and we do the best that's that we true. can do. And, and the biggest thing is, is we care about people and we care about our listeners, our viewers. And, you know, we are who we are and we keep it real. That's right. That's that's the guarantee. It's real yeah. and it's from our hearts. So we do care about you all. And everybody take care until the next show. We should be back Wednesday. And um, we'll leave. You can check our discussion tab. We have the discussion community tab there um, on YouTube. And if we're if things are changing and for that week and we're going to be having a watch party on Facebook or or something else is happening, we'll we'll let you know there so that, you know, you're not coming and waiting around for the live stream that just doesn't happen sort of thing. So we'll be sure and, and uh, let you know ahead of time. So. Have a wonderful night to my sissy Lee, sissy Donna. Have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks for, for watching. You can always catch the archive and we appreciate your support. Do what you can to make a difference in this world. We can all make a difference. Right? Yep. Thanks everyone. Thanks everybody. Good night.